1: This is the Canty and Carlin podcast. It is Canty and Carlin presented by Progressive Insurance. You got Chris Canty over here. You got Freddie Coleman over there in for Chris Carlin on the ESPN app. Series X Channel 80. Tune in and don't forget to tell your smart speaker to play ESPN radio. So one domino falls with the quarterback carousel. Derek Carr officially released by the Las Vegas Raiders. They released him before his contract became guaranteed at $40.4 million. He's now a free agent. He's expected to draw interest from the Saints and Panthers, among others. That's what sources told ESPN's Adam Schefter. And Chris, you just knew that Aaron Rodgers was not going to stand for somebody having his spotlight on his Tuesday <laughs> Like he normally has on the <laughs> Pat McAfee show. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers on the Pat McAfee show. Now, he's supposed to be in the diabolical darkness chamber. Well, that's not exactly what Aaron Rodgers said about that on the pat mcafee show when he said hey you reporters and fake news you need to stop it
2: listen i'm not in my darkness retreat yet what oh um, yesterday what nope this thing has been planned for about four months and it was always the same dates. always the end of this week oh so wow. anybody with knowledge to the opposite of that it's fake news Whoa. So Whoa. Let me just reiterate one more time There's an inner circle right And in my inner circle nobody talks To Ian Rappaport oh. To Adam Schefter what? Or to any of those people So if you're one of those people who's talking to those people It's a great reminder for you You're not in the inner circle
3: Oh, Damn. That was uh, hanging on somebody there
2: And if anybody else is out there saying stuff Or if they're just making it up Which is also those are both likely Just stop with the fake news I speak for myself. I will continue to do that. Yeah,
4: anytime you hear the fake news thing, it's almost like a dog whistle. I don't even want to take it there. Mm -hmm. But the one thing that we do have to acknowledge, Freddie C., is that... He's probably not going to make a decision about his football future until after the darkness retreat, which now brings into question what these teams that are looking for veteran help at the QB spot are going to do. Because now that Derek Carr is going to be out on the open market, there's a decision to be made whether you pursue Derek Carr, which would seemingly be the bird in hand, Mm. or do you wait for the two in the bush, which would be an MVP-level quarterback in Aaron Rodgers. I, I don't know what the answer to that. Question is for those teams, if uh-huh. you're the Jets, if you're the Panthers, if you're the Saints, I don't know if you're willing to wait on Aaron Rodgers. Um, but it, it feels like a situation where you're having to make a decision about what you want to do, the certainty of competent quarterback play versus waiting on potentially spectacular quarterback play for Aaron Rod- from Aaron Rodgers.
1: First, it was R-E-L-A-X. Relax. Now we got... C O T.
2: Did I not clearly explain the circle of trust? And now to we you?
1: got that from Aaron Rodgers now. Now we got yeah. that circle of trust and everybody, if you're not with me, you're against me. Aaron Rodgers knows this. Chris, you know this as well. Everybody's gonna play that game to suit themselves. Of course, you mentioned dog whistle by using something that hasn't been invoked since 2016 for obvious reasons when it comes to fake news. He knew the minute he put Ian Rappaport's name from the NFL Network and Adam Schefter's name from ESPN that that was going to be a dog whistle effect. Because anybody that's on his side, that's right. They're always after our guy. They're always trying to punish our guy. If anybody knows how to manipulate things to make it work for them, it's Aaron Rodgers. He's done with the Green Bay Packers. Of course, he's going to do that when he has Tuesdays with Aaron on the Pat McAfee show because he has willing people on his side because Pat McAfee does a great job giving him that forum to speak. Aaron Rodgers is not upset that Ian Rappaport and Adam Schefter put that out there. It gave him another reason to say those guys don't know anything. All you need is me. I'm Aaron Rodgers, and I want to represent you. Be a part of my circle of trust. Join (laughs) me in the diabolical chamber. Those fools know nothing. All you need is me. But to trampoline off your point, his talent is still worth waiting for. If I'm the New York Jets, I'm not waiting for it. Is it, though? Is it, though? That's what I'm saying. I don't know.
4: I don't know that it is. Are you
1: you basing on what we've seen the last three times in games at home, where he didn't succeed? Yeah, I mean, that? I, I got to base it on week 18
4: <laughs> against the Detroit Lions, a team that had nothing to play for at kickoff, and you scored a grand total of 16 points. Mm-hmm. 16 points? I know. Like, I, listen, man, I, I can't give Aaron Rodgers the excuses because it's trending in the wrong direction in terms of his exits during the season, Right. A couple of years ago, it was the conference championship at home, losing that to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah. Two years ago, it was losing in the divisional round to the San Francisco 49ers. Come on now. This past year, you didn't even make it to the playoffs. Come on now. So, what, 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 like, what, like it, are we still to assume that Aaron Rodgers is going to vault whatever team that he lands on into title contention? Color me skeptical. I'm just not buying it in. But as far as Aaron Rodgers' football future is concerned – The one thing we do know Freddie C without being in the circle of trust is that it ain't going to be his decision to make on whether or not he signs up to play for the Packers. This is going to be on GM Brian Gutekunst and on team president Mike Murphy. And from – What it sounds like, the direction that the organization is leaning on Mm -hmm. is moving past the Aaron Rodgers era and going to Jordan Love because they still have to make a decision this offseason on Jordan Love's fifth-year option, Uh, an option that's going to cost them upwards of $20 million. So I I think it's safe to assume that Rodgers is not going to retire this offseason and leave $60 million on the table. So it ultimately will be up to the Green Bay Packers what they decide to do. Whether it becomes a situation where they trade him or whether they force Aaron Rodgers into retirement because the place they want to trade him is not a place that Rodgers is amenable to going to.
1: Maybe it's just me, but to use your theory of what we've seen and heard before, until it actually happens, I'm not believing it. I'm not believing he's going anywhere. He can call out people all he wants. He can say that when it comes to me, like you said, the Pat McAfee show, y'all don't know bleep.
2: No, I have no problem. with the in Rappaport, Schefter. I think they really get their jobs. When it comes to me, they don't know. Shit. They really don't. They don't have people in my inner circle who are sources. I can promise you that. And anybody who would talk to them is not in my inner circle. It's that simple. I've had this planned on the books for four months for the same time. And when someone like that goes on and says something that's not true, it creates a story that's bullshit. And it just keeps on going and going and going. And then it's like I'm trying to insert myself into this conversation.
1: Bravo, Aaron Rodgers. Bravo. Your monkey behind's not going anywhere. He's yes. not going anywhere. He's not leaving $60 million in the Green Bay Packers vault that could go in his pocket. He can say all he wants. He can call people's names all he wants, Chris. That brother's not going anywhere. Because why would you give a power church and state in that organization that he has with the Packers? And start over? You may think you're that great Aaron Rodgers, and you are, you want, you love power, you crave power, and you're not going to get it going somewhere else. And that's why if I'm the Jets, I'd be more all in on Derek Carr and take my chances with him than wait for the Prince of Darkness and Aaron Rodgers.
4: Well, I, I, listen, I'm not going to disagree with you. I, I trust the sports character of Derek Carr and, quite frankly, the longevity of Derek Carr as opposed to what you're going to get from Aaron Rodgers. You don't have to spend any draft capital in order to get Derek Carr. He's going to be a free agent. Mm -hmm. That means it's just going to cost me money. And I have a lot of it because I got a lot of young talent on this team. So I don't mind paying Derek Carr $40 million a year on a five-year deal. Derek Carr is 31 years old. He won't turn 32 until the end of March. So I got plenty of runway with him as opposed to what you're looking at with Aaron Rodgers, which is a two-year proposition at best, and it's going to cost me a first-round pick plus in order to get him. I'm sorry. I don't want to deal with a guy that's that mercurial and a player that might not decide to bestow his good graces on me because there might be another team that the Packers get a similar offer to in Aaron Rodgers' is more, I guess, amenable to going to. So I just – I don't know that it's worth waiting on Aaron Rodgers or the Green Bay Packers in their decision-making process this offseason. If you're the New York Jets, you need competent quarterback play in order to get your team into the postseason, and then we'll worry about getting championships once we start, you know, being able to get that part of our program building uh, under our belt, routinely getting to the playoffs. I don't think it's necessary to take the big swing for Aaron Rodgers knowing that you could end up strike it out because Aaron Rodgers could decide he doesn't want to go there. Did I not clearly explain
2: the circle of trust to
1: you're you? are on Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio with Chris Canty and Freddie Coleman presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who switch and stay regressive get their part of the circle of trust, and they also save nearly $700 on average. What do you think Aaron Rodgers is going to do, even if you're not part of his circle of trust? Triple H, say ESPN, 888-729-3776. You'll get a chance to speak on that here on Canty and Carlin. Meanwhile, Lamar Jackson, tag equals him? Mm. Staying in Baltimore? I mean, the, you, you don't like the Ravens' new hire of Todd Monkin as offensive coordinator bringing him from Georgia. I wonder how much of that could play in what he does, what he did at Georgia, could play with what Lamar Jackson can do and has done with the Baltimore Ravens.
4: Well, I, I don't want to disparage Todd Munkin. He He's a competent NFL coordinator, and, and certainly he's done a great job me and on Kirby Smart's staff down in Georgia and them winning back-to-back national championships. But when I'm looking at the situation, if you're Todd Monkin, is this going to be ideal? Not knowing whether or not Lamar mm-hmm. is going to ultimately end up being the quarterback in Baltimore. Like that's the, the, the I guess, quarter of a billion dollar question Oof. that we won't have an answer to. We know the organization does not want to go the route of giving him a fully guaranteed contract, similar to what we saw the Cleveland Browns give Deshaun Watson. That's a team within the Ravens division, and if you're starting to compare the resumes of the two quarterbacks, there is no comparison. Lamar Jackson is proven more in the NFL level than Deshaun Watson has and doesn't come along with the baggage. So if you're in Lamar's camp, you're sitting there thinking to yourself, why should I not get a guaranteed contract? Now, what makes this interesting is that Lamar – and the Ravens are going to start doing a franchise tag dance in about a week or so because that's when the window to mm-hmm. franchise tag players opens up a week from today. Right. So the Baltimore Ravens have a decision to make. Are we going to tag Lamar Jackson with the exclusive franchise tag, which goes for about $45 million in 2023 for quarterbacks, or are you going to tag him with the non-exclusive franchise tag, which goes about $32 million for quarterbacks In 2023. Now, the difference between the two is exclusive franchise tag means that no other team can sign Lamar Jackson to an offer sheet. Non exclusive means that another team can sign Lamar Jackson to an offer sheet. And if they build a contract that the Ravens aren't capable of matching, then that team forks over two first round draft picks and Lamar Jackson gets to go there and get whatever deal that he was looking for. So Mm -hmm. that is the decision that the organization has to make. And then there's also the Lamar angle of this. Do you actually sign the franchise tag if they put the franchise tag on you? To me, I think the relationship has gotten to a realm where if they franchise tag Lamar Jackson, it could get ugly in that Lamar won't sign it and he won't show up for work. Then the Baltimore Ravens are limited somewhat in what they can do this offseason and reshaping this team because Lamar Jackson is accounting for, let's call it a $45 million cap hit if they, they do in tie, indeed put the exclusive franchise tag on them. So very interesting yeah.
1: interesting dynamic between Lamar and the Baltimore Ravens now moving forward. You used a great word not too long ago when you were talking about this. And I heard this about maybe about three weeks ago with you and Chris Carlin, give or take a lie to. About the word leverage. Yes. Especially when it comes to Lamar Jackson, because this organization flipped an entire offense for him. When he got there as a rookie, they said, the way we play football is not conducive to his skill set. Let's flip this offense and make it work for him. You blink your eyes, he's an MVP. They won the top season in the AFC. I wonder how much they're willing to do that because you got to commit money to him and it's got to be a long-term deal because yep. you're right. He may not want to show up if he gets franchise tag. That is just a toxic phrase for any player out there looking for a long-term deal. So if you're the Baltimore Ravens, Anybody you have not named Lamar Jackson is not going to make this work. And I know they got to the playoffs last year without him, but he was a big reason why they got there because he played so well. He played twelve he games. Injured. He At, played
4: twelve games, and they won eight of them. Right? So they I mean, were eight and four. Like, yeah, exactly. exactly, exactly. Yeah, they were eight
1: and four. So not for nothing. You got there without him, but the reason you were there was because of him. What are you yeah. going to do if you're the Ravens because you completely turned everything around, and he's made it work until he's gotten injured? Now you got to weigh that if you're the Ravens, but if you do. To your point, you run the risk of running him out of there because teams will pony up for Lamar Jackson, believing it may not have worked there. But we know we can make it work with him somewhere else. Well, he's an MVP quarterback
4: and he's 25 years old. Mm -hmm. I mean, those guys and he's won a road playoff game and he's got a 74 percent winning percentage as a starter in this league. And considering the division that he plays in, the AFC North, which is perennially one of the toughest divisions in all of football, you don't pass up on those guys. Matter of fact, Freddie C., Pat Mahomes is the only starting quarterback that has a higher winning percentage in the regular season than Lamar Jackson. That's got to be worth something. And so if the Ravens want to get cute and put the non-exclusive franchise tag on Lamar because it's a lesser number then good luck keeping them because there's no shortage of quarterback needy teams that wouldn't mind ponying up multiple first round draft picks in order to get a 25 year old MVP quarterback going into a sixth season. There's no question about it. Now, if they put the exclusive franchise tag on them, that's forty five million dollars hitting your salary cap. This season, right now, the Baltimore Ravens are ninth in salary cap space. They got $27.8 million in cap space. So, listen, I'm not no math major, but 45 (laughs) is more than 27.8. So, I mean, it ultimately ends up putting them in a tough spot to do business this all season in terms of going after free agents and being able to add the requisite talent that it's going to take to compete and keep pace with the likes of the Cincinnati Bengals and the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Cleveland Browns teams that are all in your division. So good luck if you're Baltimore trying to make this thing work. Yeah. If you're not committed to giving Lamar a fully guaranteed contract. And here's the other thing that we haven't floated out there. Maybe, maybe, just maybe, the hard feelings – that Lamar Jackson has because they've made him go the long route in terms of waiting on his money, maybe that ends up being the thing that creates the dynamic where they end up getting a divorce. Maybe Lamar Jackson says, hey, you offered me a fully guaranteed contract and offseason too late. Mm -hmm. I'm done with you guys. I have all of the leverage. I got the hammer. I'm going to swing it, and I want to go somewhere else where I know they'll pay me, and I know they'll give me more sway within the organization. It could get to that point. We could be at that point right now for See, And it certainly felt like that. When we started, you know, getting mixed reports about when Lamar Jackson was going to come back or if he was going to come back at the end of the season and on into the playoffs.
1: And if he plays it right like Kirk Cousins, he could get $45 million in franchise tag money this year and does it again, he could get over $54 million in franchise tag no, no, money. No,
4: no, 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 don't play that game. Don't no, play no that I'm game. I'm not saying, I say if you're he right, wants You're right,
1: you're right, he could, he I could do, it, do that. I wouldn't do it, I'm with
4: No, you. no, no, but why would it? I take $45 million I get it. when I know I got $250 million guaranteed coming to me? I hear you. It doesn't make sense to risk $200 million more by taking the $45 million. He doesn't have to play another snap, and he's going to get a quarter of a billion-dollar contract guaranteed. Why would you settle for anything less? If you're Lamar Jackson, you already bet on yourself and took the rest. You did the Baltimore Ravens a solid. You went out there on your fifth-year option year and played for that, whatever that number ended up being. I think it was $20 million. You did that already, and they still haven't given you you your money? No, 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 no. No more freebies pay me what I'm worth, or I'm going to hold out, not sign the franchise tag until I get that money from somebody else. There aren't a whole lot of good choices here if you're the Baltimore Ravens. It really reminds me Mm -hmm. of what happened with the contract negotiation for Aaron Judge with the New York Yankees. The Yankees lowballed him going into last year. He has an MVP season, and then they ultimately end up ponying up and paying him $360 million, which is the most for any position player in baseball on a nine-year proposition. So I I just, it, it's, it's a situation now where that's what Baltimore is going to have to do yeah. if they have any hope of keeping Lamar. And even then, there's no guarantee that he decides he wants to stay.
1: No doubt. What he wants may not be what Baltimore is willing to give him. That's going to be very interesting. Real quick, when it comes to Aaron Rodgers, Dana in Virginia at 888-729-3776. Has something to say about Aaron Rodgers and his future. Dana, what you got? Hey, what's up, Chris? What's up, Freddie? We're good, man. Hey, How about you? I've
4: been, ch- I've been trying to get it on with you, Freddie, ever since Keyshawn and Jay gave you that hot sauce nickname. <laughs> man. i that was a cool hot nickname for you. But I, 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 I Freddie. I, I appreciate hey,
1: that. Hey,
4: <laughs> hey, hey, look, but then what I say about Aaron Rodgers, man. We're we talking about cold language. Just think, man, if it was any other player doing the antics that he do, He'll be considered a, a problem in the locker room. He'll be considered, has like some of them sports talkers that I heard say about players, uh, um, a locker room buster up or a locker room destroyer, all this stuff. Even Devontae Adams, I'm a Raider fan. I'm glad Devontae Adams came over there to us. Huh? But come on, man, you have a, a receiver like that, they're going to leave a so-called big-name quarterback, and he left? Yeah, Aaron Rodgers, you got your MVPs. You got that Super Bowl 100 years
5: ago. What have you done since then that deserves somebody to put up with all the
4: antics that you give them every year, every year? Come on, man. To answer your question, not a damn thing, Dana. That's the point we try to make. Not a damn thing. Not a damn thing. That's what Aaron Rodgers has done in terms of the Packers decided that they were going to rock with him a few more years rather than turn things over to Jordan Love. He went score turf. He had the back-to-back MVPs because he had the chip on his shoulder that they would invest a first-round draft pick at his position without telling him. But in terms of the high-end success that the organization expected to have when they paid him the money – They they didn't get the return on that investment. And so now if you're Green Bay, you're within your right to decide to move on. And guess what? There's no way that Aaron Rodgers is going to retire because he's not going to leave $60 million on the table, mm-hmm. whether you pay him that money or whether another team pays him that money on the current contract he's on. He ain't walking away from $60 million, hey, Freddie minutes. C. No, he's not. So this is a situation where the Packers are
1: going to dictate how this goes, not Rodgers. Now, if he wants to walk away from $60 million, he wants to make sure that Chris Canty and Freddie Coleman are a part of it. We're not going to be opposed to Aaron I ain't Rogers. on the inner circle, but he ain't <laughs> walking away from $60 million. There's no way. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers is a lot. <laughs> Of things walking away for money, and he ain't doing that. He's Chris Canty. I'm Freddie Coleman in for Chris Carlin on Canty and Carlin. Keep weighing in on Twitter, Candy at Canty99. My handle Coleman ESPN, and don't forget the phone number as well. Triple eight say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes want the NFL to listen. They refuse it all the time when it comes to this. We'll get to that this next on ESPN Radio.
0: Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network.
2: This is the Canty and Carlin podcast.
1: It is Canty and Carlin with Chris Canty and Freddie Coleman. And for Chris Carlin on ESPN radio, the ESPN app, series X and channel 80 and tell your smart speaker to play ESPN radio presented by progressive insurance. Now, I don't know how this happened yesterday. Had nothing to do with me not being on a show. But Stash Sienke, the producer of this program, his favorite team is the Kansas City Chiefs. Chris Canty and Chris Carlin had a chance to talk to Patrick Mahomes on the day that Stash Sienke was not supposed to be here as a scheduled day off. Chris Carlin, Chris Canty, how did you guys do that to poor Stash? Well, listen, Stash did it to himself. It's not like he didn't know
4: it was coming. He was given the proper heads up by the higher-ups in ESPN radio, and he decided that he wasn't going to come in. Now, that brings into question his actual fandom. Some would call him a fraud if you have a chance to talk to Super Bowl MVP and – Regular season MVP, not to mention a guy that's a two-time champ for your franchise (laughs) after your team hasn't won a championship since 1969. You have a chance to talk to this dude, and you decide you're not going to come into work that day because it's a scheduled day off. (laughs) I got to tell you, listen, I'm going to say this. I grew up a Lakers (laughs) fan, huge Magic Johnson fan. When I met him in person, it was a lifetime achievement award for me. Uh That's like a next level to meet Magic Johnson, my sports hero growing up. But imagine if I knew that I was going to run into Magic Johnson at a particular place, at a particular time, and I decided, well, you know – I'm not going to go there because I got something else planned. Ain't no way in hell, Freddie C. I'm going to pass up on that opportunity. But that's what our very own Stosh did yesterday, and he only has himself to blame. This was a business
1: decision. It sure was a bad business decision. No,
5: this was a very good business decision because as much as I love Patrick Mahomes, I love my wife more. Ah. And, mm. you know, since I'm here today on Valentine's Day. Okay. thought you know, maybe it'd be nice to take the wife out on a night when I'm not working. Okay. But, but you had given. the whole weekend to do that, though, Stosh. Well, no, I didn't. because <laughs> You didn't have the weekend. So you, I didn't work, have Saturday, you didn't I worked not work have Saturday night. I did worked you work, sa- Did you work Saturday night? I'm on call all day Saturday here. All uh, day. Okay. What about Sunday? Well, there was a little something from, called the
4: Super Bowl on Sunday. But what about a brunch date? The Super Bowl doesn't kick off until 630. What about a brunch date? To celebrate Valentine's Day. Nah, man, you got to see me on game day. To understand why this is not happening.
5: That was not happening? Uh, I don't don't know if you passed up
4: on the opportunity to talk to me. I'm a different
5: animal on game day.
4: But you passed up on an opportunity to talk to... What has to be yeah. one of your sports heroes? Let's talk to Mahomes before. A, a, yeah. Well, see, here we go. You talked to You're, Mahomes before he was a chief. You didn't talk to him when he was a <laughs> Super Bowl champion and fresh off of an MVP and a Super Bowl MVP to go along with it. I
5: think <laughs> it's it'd ridiculous. Been, if, it, if he would have been coming to say Bristol, mm-hmm. this is a much tougher conversation. Okay. But, you know, on the phone from Disneyland, I, I like, some, my daughter someone, was furious with me, too, by the yes, way. she was. Well, she should was be. I mean, some furious. would call you a
4: fraud sports fan. <laughs> <laughs> some would.
1: Wow. I, I would probably
4: be among them. Yeah, I, some would. I some would call sush. you a fraud sports fan.
1: You would savage on him. He
4: deserves really it. He did. He's not the- really a Kansas City teacher. You had a chance to talk to Mahomes less than, what, 24 hours after he wins Super Bowl MVP after being down double digits in the second half? So, you don't show up to work to talk to this dude so you- and to say, at the very least, thank you for giving us our second championship in four years after <laughs> not winning one for 50.
1: <laughs> so let me get this straight. Here on Canty and Carlin, Chris Canty, Freddie Coleman, and ESPN Radio, you would rather have Stas risk, All those wonderful years of marriage on Valentine's Day for the potential of saying, hey, Patrick Mahomes, thanks for joining us at Canty and I'll get you to the guys in a second. And by the way, thank you so much for bringing joy to a franchise that had been pretty much joyless. Since they won Super Bowl four against the Minnesota Vikings. That was what you're suggesting.
4: No, no, see, see, here's the thing. And you're twisting this a little bit. I really am. But there's a way to there's a way to navigate this. There's a way, there's a world in which you give a gift on Valentine's Day. Right. As a part of the celebration of Valentine's Day. And then you tell the wife, we are going to celebrate properly this upcoming weekend. I'm going to take you out for proper dinner and drinks, if that's what you're into. We're going to have that opportunity. But on the day, I wanted to make sure that you felt special. So here's this. And we're going to go out to dinner the weekend after Valentine's Day, as opposed to the Monday before Valentine's Day. And and there's an opportunity for me to talk to Pat Mahomes in there sprinkled somewhere. So I don't he, think that you couldn't find a way to get around this. You just got to massage well, it a little bit. Uh, a little bit of massage. I, and if that involves a little foot rub as well to go along with your Valentine's Day plans for your wife, right. then so be it. But there was a way, there was a world in which you could have done both stops. Uh, okay. And as a Kansas City Chiefs fan, I'm shocked and appalled that you did not find a way to be able to make that happen.
1: Christine Lisi, our sports anchor, has something to say about this. If we're going to talk about male-female dynamic on Valentine's Day and what to do or what not to do, we need a woman's perspective on this. The voice of reason on this show, (laughs) Christine Lisi. We'll we'll see if she agrees with you. Christine Lisi, what do you got to say? I love my husband. We've been married almost 20 years. But if Josh Patrick Allen... (laughs) is on the phone the day after winning us our first Super Bowl. I'm driving four hours one way to
0: come in and answer Hello. the phone. All right. So, but Rob knows I'm crazy. Yes. So. Yes. Uh, here's the difference. I think
5: your husband would understand that. You're I don't what? think my wife would quite understand that. You've been married Canty. as long as we have. Canty, you are you are clearly a, a rookie yes. at this. Uh-huh. Uh, coming up at the end of May will be 25 years of marriage for the wife and I. Yeah, There's a reason why 25 years is coming. <laughs> it's because yours truly has been willing to make these
4: kinds of sacrifices through the years. So if passing up uh-huh. on talking to the Super Bowl MVP, who's uh-huh. the quarterback of my team, ain't love, I don't know what is, uh-huh. that's the best you got for Valentine's Day, hey, Stosh?
5: last word on this, mm-hmm. there will be more opportunities. Oh, wow. Is he
1: calling this wow. shot? That's a my drop. That's a mic drop. Yeah, a mic drop. He called I respect his shot. it, too. He, he I respect called, it. I respect he it. He called this shot. It. Well, because of, it. because of this conversation and Patrick Mahomes, Canty and Carlin had this in common with Jimmy Kimmel. It is Canty and Carlin. Happy Valentine's Day from Chris Canty and Freddie Coleman and for Chris Carlin on ESPN Radio as well as the ESPN app. Series so XM Channel 80 and tune in and don't forget to tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. Because of Patrick Mahomes being on Canty and Carlin yesterday, those two guys had this in common with Jimmy Kimmel. Not too many people got a chance to talk to Patrick Mahomes yesterday in an interview format, in a talk show format. Now, granted, Stasienki, or as Chris likes to call him now, FCF, former Chiefs fan. He didn't want to come in to talk to Patrick Mahomes on the phone, but we digress. But those two guys had a chance to talk to Patrick Mahomes after winning another championship in second. And this is what he had to say about Eric Bieniemy. That name has become a hot name again, but not for the right reasons. He is still going to be an OC somewhere, but not a head coach. And that led Patrick Mahomes to say. I
5: love having uh, EB as, as our offensive coordinator. But uh, I think whatever whatever he has to do to, I mean, I guess try to prove even more, even though he's won two Super Bowls and been in an AFC Championship game with this offense being top in the league for the last five, six years that he deserves an NFL head coaching job. But whenever he makes that decision or whatever he does, I support him, man. I support the man that he is. And um, if he has to go somewhere else and prove himself even more to get that head coaching chance, then I'll support him that way. But if he's back here with us, I'll be happy as I, happy as I've always am. So uh, he's a great person, man, that's deserved to be a head coach. Um, and I can't wait for him to get his opportunity to show why it's been way past deserved.
4: Freddie, see, I don't understand why Eric Bieniemy has to go somewhere else to prove himself as an offensive mind and somebody that's capable of being a head coach when the two predecessors at offensive coordinator with the Kansas City Chiefs under Andy Reid didn't have to go anywhere else after Mm -hmm. they left Kansas City. Matt Nagy didn't have to go somewhere else to prove that he was a good coordinator before he was elevated to a head coach. He got the job in Chicago. Turned out to be a disaster, but he still had the opportunity. Doug Peterson got the opportunity after being offensive coordinator with the Kansas City Chiefs under Andy Reid. He went to Philadelphia and won a championship. Like we don't see these other coaches have to go through as many hoops in order to become a head coach. I mean, Nick Sirianni didn't have to worry about that when he left the Indianapolis Colts under Frank Wright. I mean, Sean McVay, thought of as a bright offensive mind, Matt LaFleur, who was under him, Zach Taylor, who was under him, didn't have to go somewhere else to prove that they were good offensive coordinators before they got head coaching opportunities. So why should Eric Bieniemy be forced into a situation where he has to do something that his white counterparts around the National Football League at the offensive coordinator position have not been forced to do? Why do we move the goalposts when it comes to black head coaching candidates in the National Football League?
1: I wish I had an answer for you. And I'm not going to try to play psychologist here. I just find it really, really strange because it was not a coincidence leading up to Super Bowl 57 and after they won that Andy Reid could not extol the virtues enough of Eric Biennami and what he's meant to Patrick Mahomes and what he's meant to that offense. He specifically said Eric Biennami was the one that ident- identified the tendency that led to Kansas City scoring those two touchdowns on the same play against the Philadelphia Eagles. It's not a coincidence that Andy Reid made a point to say, you guys are missing out on a guy for whatever reason that is. I don't know if, if he smells bad, whatever that is, and I don't know what's going on in those interview rooms. But whatever he's not doing or whatever he's doing is not enough for a team to say that guy should get a second interview. Four out of the five teams that had head coaching openings didn't even interview Eric Bieniemy from a two-time Super Bowl, the Super Bowl champion and part of a, one of the greatest offenses we've seen in the last 25 years. Chris, mm-hmm. that's a long way to say I don't have an answer, and the people that do have the answers, they're not telling why Eric Biennemi keeps getting slighted and not being considerously seriously considered to be a head coach in the NFL.
4: Can we start with the whole he might not interview well? Can we start with that? I mean, think about this. Nick Sirianni showed up to the interview with the Philadelphia Eagles. The guy didn't have a suit. And did you miss his introductory press conference? I mean, it was an absolute disaster. That doesn't mean that he can't be a good coach. That doesn't mean he doesn't know football. That doesn't mean he can't manage people. And that's all of the things that you need a head coach to do. And I'm sorry, but he has the requisite experience and credentials in order to become an NFL head coach. He's got two Super Bowls on his resume as an offensive coordinator. How many conference? I think he's got four conference championships as the OC of the Kansas City Chiefs under his belt. Why can't he get a shake at being a head coach in the National Football League? I, I don't understand it. In a world where we saw Jeff Saturday become an interim head coach, and we love Jeff Saturday here yeah, at ESPN. No doubt. But in a world that saw him become a, a, an interim head coach in the National Football League, you, you, you mean Eric Bieniemy can't get a job? In a world where we have Dennis Allen as a retread head coach mm-hmm. after he failed miserably with the Raiders once upon a time. Eric Bienemy can't be a head coach.
1: Josh McDaniel's with the Raiders getting another. Josh chance. McDaniels
4: with the Raiders after seeing what's happening with him. Bienemand can't be a head coach. I I, I don't understand why he can't get an opportunity to be a head coach in the National Football League. Now, maybe we'll see some end be made through the minority pipeline and we can get more black coaches on the offensive side of the ball because that seems to be fitting mm-hmm. the recent trends in terms of what owners want to hire because we have such a quarterback-centric game. yeah. But at the same time, man, it's not like owners are knocking down the door of qualified candidates in order to become head coaches when we have black OCs in the NFL. I mean, how how many years have we been talking about Eric Bieniemy getting an opportunity? I, I mean, that that's the part that just doesn't make sense to me. And the other thing that's interesting, we did the math, Freddie, C, and just running through the black offensive coordinators in the National Football League this past season. Only four black offensive coordinators. So I mean, mm-hmm. when it come when it comes to the opportunities that we're seeing coaches get, that that's a part of the math too, in terms of making sure that there are. Uh, opportunities to elevate from being a position coach on the offensive side of the ball to a coordinator and then being able to uh, elevate to a head coaching spot. But if you're looking at Eric Bieniemy, there's no guarantee even if you do become an offensive coordinator yeah. that you're going to get a fair chance to interview for
1: one of those jobs. You made a great point about moving the goalposts when it comes to him because before, well, you got to go through the interview process. Then you got to be in the room. Then you got to be in front of people. Well, he's done all those things and yet each and every time They've hired somebody else, and not seriously considered him. I wish there was an easy answer, but whatever answer there is, we may never, ever find out, Chris, when it comes to Eric bien and I firmly believe that's not going to happen for him being a head coach in the NFL, sad to say. One future is very secure when it comes to this NFL quarterback and money. That's next on Canty and Carlin. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.
3: Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI,